Hey y'all, this is Byron. I uh, just want to put something out there. Yes, I am a mental health therapist. And yes, my couch is quite comfortable. However, if you're listening to this podcast, it is not a substitute for a therapeutic relationship with a certified or licensed mental health therapist. So though I appreciate you taking the time out to listen to me and hopefully gain some information and insight about what's going on with you from listening to this podcast, Take the time to seek out mental health resources in your area if you so need to. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. killed or stabbed in a room with a stranger. I found out later I was bipolar. Chemical imbalance needed the mania, needed that rush to complete any project, to do anything. I needed that rush and sex was the, it brought me down to a space that balanced the mania and the depression. It was a need then. Sex was a need when I was bipolar, undiagnosed. I was diagnosed, I believe, when I was 33, 32, and it took my therapist, I think, five years to convince me to take medication. Bipolar ain't no joke, honey. When you're out of control, you're out of control. And I say that that cousin that jumps on top of the table at the family reunion, that aunt that stays in the attic, that uncle that's downstairs in the basement that never comes out, you got to reach out and, and, and take, help them. But I always caution, you can't help anyone unless they're ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back to The Captain's Couch. I'm your host, Byron Taylor. Thank you all so much for joining me again this week as I come to you a humbled and very dejected young man as uh, my beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers squandered a big lead today and lost after missing a 34-yard field goal. I hate everything. Um, but in defeat, I am gracious, so shout out to the Wound God and his New York Giants on the victory, and uh, shout out to the homie Wound for inviting me to join him, uh, as well as the homie uh, Bucky, aka Mr. Perfect, aka uh, Dottie from Project Fandom, uh, and the homie uh, Benedict Arnold, uh, 
I'm sorry, uh, slash, uh, UAB, uh, Blizzard, I mean, Blazer, uh, uh, the homie Joseph, um, for, uh, <laughs> a Wakanda cast on Game of the Ninsum, um, this week, so, um, if you enjoy hearing me curse a bit and talk about games, especially Destiny, um, you can check me out on this week's episode of Gaming and Then Some, um, where we talk about uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep that is coming out on October 1st that I am very excited about. Um, the next expansion in the Destiny franchise that will suck away some of my free time that I don't devote to the girlfriend or the child or that is not consumed by work. So yeah, um, that is what happened. What's going on? That uh, episode of Game and then some I think will be out tomorrow um, before this week's episode of The Captain's Couch. So if you want to check me out on Gaspot um, after you listen to The Captain's Couch, uh, feel free to do so and uh, follow and support uh, Woon and uh, and his wife Quito over there at Gaspot. Uh, they are still by far one of my favorite uh, podcasts, and Sterling's one of my favorite people. Uh, that I've gotten to know over the past few years and develop a relationship with through playing uh, video games, especially Destiny, um, in the past few years. Uh, uh, big, big time supporter of me and everything I've gone through and everything I'm doing over here at the Captain's Couch. So shout out to Woo. Uh, appreciate the love again, homie, and congrats on your win. Um, your rookie looked good today. So like y'all got a little little hope for the future with uh, with Daniel Jones. Um so no new five-star reviews again this week, so um, I won't hold it over any people's heads, but um, I don't care if you have to do a five-star review on your son's iPad. Give me my reviews, please, and thank you. <laughs> so um, from the clip you heard earlier um, to start off the show, and as I talked about last week, we're going to be discussing bipolar disorder this week. Um, I know I probably should have maybe talked about depression first. Um, because depression is a key component in a diagnosis for bipolar disorder, but I can always backtrack and um, find. Oh, I said I, I know who I was going to use for depression, so I'll pull that up. Um, maybe after this episode, episode eleven, we'll. Well, no, maybe episode twelve because I wanted to do a little self care next week. Um, so episode twelve, I think we'll start on talking about depression. Um, so bipolar disorder, and we're brought in this week by uh, Jennifer Lewis, um, the mother of Black Hollywood. Um, I don't watch Blackish, except for the episode that they did about Prince, because I'm like, come on, guys, y'all know me, it's Prince. Of course, I'm gonna watch that. Um, but I, I eventually, I think at one point, I will put it on the list of shows for me and the girlfriend. Um, to eventually watch at some point. We just started The Good Place, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. So uh, after, maybe after we finish The Good Place in the office, um, maybe I'll start watching Blackest, even though we do need to finish Game of Thrones, and she's still only on season two. Anyway, um, so this week we're going to be talking about bipolar disorder, and I picked Jennifer Lewis um, because I really appreciate the honesty and the the vulnerability that she is opening up and talking about her her history with bipolar disorder and how she is actively advocating for proper diagnosis and treatment of the the disorder um where she talked about in her 20s battling sex addiction which was part of her behaviors as a part of her bipolar diagnosis 
Uh, I also picked Jennifer Lewis, not so much just for um, Blackish, but because she has one of my favorite, one of my favorite all-time one-liners of sassy black women in in, in movies. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Renaissance Man, and I watched it a lot as a kid, um, sadly, Stacey Dash uh, turned out to be crazy conservative black lady, but uh, she was extremely gorgeous um, back in 1994. But I digress. Uh, Jennifer Lewis has one of the, one of the funniest lines that I will always remember that she looks at Danny DeVito and says to him, now, you can either help me help you. Or you can be an asshole. And only that voice that you know she has. Well, either way, I'm going to let you stand there until you die and turn to dust. And that line gets me every single time I watch that movie. So, uh, big shout out to, to Jennifer Lewis. Uh, I love the work that she's done. Uh, her, she has such a unique voice and such a unique personality that anytime you hear her or see her on screen, you know her. Um, I love the cameo. I think it was in uh, Medea's Family Reunion where she was the wedding planner. Uh, <laughs> she was hilarious in that. But uh, So, bipolar disorder. Some of you may know it by its older term as manic depression. Um, back in the day, I think when I was in my younger days in the 90s, I believe manic depression was still the term that was thrown around at times for a bipolar disorder. But bipolar disorder is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include extreme highs that is described as mania or hypomania. And we'll discuss the difference between the two of those and extreme lows as in depression. So as your mood shifts between mania hypomania and depression you will feel different types of symptoms and we'll discuss the different types of symptoms as we go by uh go through this episode um bipolar disorder is a diagnosis that i've seen quite a lot in my time in mental health um whether that be in the adult psychiatric setting and even in the setting that i'm working now with kids uh, I'm seeing younger kids that are getting bipolar disorder diagnosis. Um, when I worked in um, acute mental health, I, I saw bipolar more times than I can count in so many different ways. And my uh, the patients would be treating it or managing it in a myriad of different ways. And a lot of them were not healthy because they were constantly coming back to the hospital. Um, so... Episodes of mood swings can occur often rarely or multiple times throughout the year. Uh, most people experience some emotional symptoms between episodes. Some may not experience any at all. And I mention that because I'm going to talk about some black celebrities that have battled and dealt with and been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And there's one that sticks out in particular that I'll make mention of. So let's look at the symptoms, right? So when we look at bipolar disorder, there are a few different ways that we diagnose clinically bipolar disorder. Now, typically what I have seen throughout my time in mental health is bipolar 1 disorder. So bipolar disorder bipolar 1 disorder is the quintessential version of bipolar that everybody tends to think of. All right? You have at least one manic episode and that may be preceded or followed by hypomanic or major depressive episodes. So, in some cases, and this is definitely something I've seen, um, depending upon how severe 
your mood episodes can be, whether that be mania or depressive episodes. Psychosis can be triggered where an individual has a break from reality. Um, There is you're typically going to see psychotic features with mania with a manic side of bipolar, but it is not unheard of. And I've seen this um, uh, diagnosis a few different times, you know, of even major depression with psychotic features or, you know, bipolar disorder with psychotic features. And a person is in a depressive episode where your depressive symptoms can be so significant that you can also lose touch with reality. Um, but bipolar one is your typical is the typically seen diagnosis of bipolar disorder where you're manic for a certain period of time, which is then followed by either another shorter manic phase or a very severe depressive phase. Um, and the depression the depressive phase can vary in severity, um, but as the cycle kind of goes, it some some of your phases can be worse than others as the cycle kind of tends to go um bipolar 2 disorder is kind of the flip side of it you'll have at least one major depressive episode and at least one hypomanic episode but you never have a full manic episode so bipolar 2 for people who are diagnosed with bipolar 2 and i believe i have a friend a facebook friend who i think who may have a bipolar 2 diagnosis i'm not entirely sure i know Former WWE superstar AJ Lee, who is CM Punk's wife, has talked about her battle with bipolar 2, where she dealt with uh, the depressive phases very severely throughout life in small little hypomanic phases. Um, so with bipolar 2, you're never in a full-blown manic phase. You have small little hypomanic phases and much more depressive phases. Uh, we have cyclothymic disorder, which you have at least two years or one year in children and teenagers of many periods of hypomanic symptoms and periods of depressive symptoms. Um, but it's not near as severe as the major depression that you may see in regular bipolar disorder. But basically, you have a two year period where you are constantly cycling between manic symptoms and depressive symptoms. So there are other types of bipolar diagnosis that can come about, but they are typically uh, alcohol or substance induced versions of bipolar disorder. Uh, Sometimes the diagnosis can also come about due to a medical condition such as Cushing's disease, MS, or even stroke, where, of course, with strokes um, cause damage to uh, the brain structure, brain cells, different parts of the brain that can trigger um, mood instability, bipolar disorder symptoms, more depression, um, a decrease in impulse control, of course, memory loss, uh, motor skill deficits, um, you name it, depending upon the type of stroke and where it, what area of the brain it affects, it can have dramatic effects on individuals. One thing to remember, though, is bipolar 2 is not a milder form of bipolar 1. It's a completely separate diagnosis, and it because of course it follows a separate cycle than bipolar one disorder. One thing to note though with bipolar two, with the depression symptoms, those 
periods and those episodes of depression with bipolar 2 can last much longer than with bipolar 1 disorder um so be mindful of that for individuals with bipolar 2 because those depression symptoms when they're more severe and longer lasting can have significant impacts on, on people's uh ability to function overall so let's look at mania hypomania so that's the difference right so if you hear hypo kind of like with hypoglycemia or hypo um hypotension means it's less than right mania and hypomania are two different types of episodes but they have the same symptoms so mania is more noticeable and it lasts longer and can have much more noticeable issues and an individual's ability to function throughout work school social activities or even in relationships um mania because it is a stronger form of the elevated mood like we talked about before can trigger psychosis and need hospitalization and i've seen this before um i i had a guy i remember um when i worked at the hospital years ago um he came in was absolutely buck wild just disheveled was agitated aggressive wanted to fight you know and he was very manic he was very 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 manic um and once he got back on his medication i absolutely trust me when i say this dude was one of the most astute people i had probably met he was a college graduate had a good job and all of that stuff but he was struggling with keeping his bipolar under check and his family um was going to bat for him and eventually actually got him transferred like got him released and went took him back to georgia in, in order for him to continue his treatment um but like once he got through his manic phase and had leveled back out i mean dude was like the nicest dude he even apologized he was like yo like i was not in my right frame of mind i typically don't act like that whenever um i'm in my in my right frame of mind I apologize, guys. And, like, I mean, he was a really nice dude. So, mania and hypomania episodes will include three or more of the following symptoms. And these are things to be mindful of when you're, you know, paying attention to your family members and some of their behaviors. Um, abnormally upbeat, jumpy, or wired. Um, increased activity, energy, or agitation. An exaggerated sense of well-being and confidence, which you call eu euphoria. Um, a decreased need for sleep, unusual talkativeness, which we also call, which you also can see in like pressure speech, uh, which you can see in mania, and you also can see in schizophrenia, uh, where people's speech is more, where it's like really, really, really just forced, where they're not really taking breaks and their mind is just constantly going and going and going. Racing thoughts is another symptom. Um, being easily distracted and very poor decision making skills. Um, this can include going on shopping sprees, um, like Jennifer Lewis mentioned, taking sexual risk, um, making foolish investments is another form of uh, manic behaviors. Um, like Jennifer Lewis talked about in the clip at the beginning of the show, um, and in the article that I'll link, uh, where she talked about the People magazine, where she said, quote, Performing on Broadway was a rush. And of course, only the way she says it. The applause coming from the footlights were like a tsunami in slow motion. The crash after the show, I assure you, it was just intense. 
So let's just say post-show I'd have sort of a sex habit serving as a nightcap. I was Cleopatra, Pam Greer, Marilyn Monroe, and Jezebel roll into one. For me, nothing could extend the thrill of a standard ovation like great sex with a gorgeous guy. Yeah, that was my Jennifer Lewis impersonation, guys. Just Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Uh, but she got diagnosed with bipolar in 1989 as her symptoms got worse and her sex addiction was like full blown. Uh, she was heavily medicated with alcohol as well as sex, um, which caused her to finally seek treatment. And I'm laughing at the fact that I actually just did that. <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, it's funny. I'll, I'll enjoy it back when I listen back to it. Um, so that's Manic episodes manic or hypomanic episodes you'll have three of at least three maybe more of the following uh symptoms um upbeat wired uh increased activity agitation energy euphoria or grandiosity also is an exaggerated sense of well-being and self-confidence there's somebody who i will mention later on in the episode who absolutely fits them all for this um a decreased need for sleep unusual talkativeness, racing thoughts, distractibility, and poor decision-making skills. So, major depressive episodes. So, I'm a deep dive and go back about depression and we'll talk about depression and how it's being talked about more and more in the hip-hop community whenever we get to that episode. So, a major depressive episode Include symptoms that are severe enough to cause notable difficulty in day-to-day activities such as work, school, social activities, or relationships. For it to count as a major depressive episode for bipolar disorder, you need five of these symptoms or more. Depression. Depressed mood. Uh, feeling sad, empty, hopeless, tearful. Uh, and children and teens. Depressed mood, especially in boys can be seen as irritability. Uh, people They'll show a lack of significant interest or feeling no pleasure at all in almost, if not almost, any activity that they normally would engage in. Um, significant weight loss due to dieting or weight gain due to increase in eating or a lack of activity. Um, a decrease or increase in appetite. And um, children... Failure to gain weight, as expected, can be a sign of depression. Um, either insomnia or sleeping too much, either restlessness or slowed behavior, fatigue or loss of energy, uh, feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt, um, decreased ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness um, is also a sign of severe depression because what happens with severe depression is that Think of think of bipolar disorder in terms of how your mind runs as a train. So the train's going, and if you've ever been behind a train, and if, for the folks who listen to this who grew up in the Bay like I did, you'll remember the trains when you're on the school bus of just flying down. Doesn't seem like they're going to stop are going to jump off the tracks or that they're just slowly driving on the track and you're going to miss breakfast and it's 
pancake on a stick day and you really be hype about it, but you're not going to make it to breakfast because that train is slowly creeping across on Central and you're not going to get to class or lunch or breakfast on time. So when you are experiencing a major depressive bout with bipolar disorder, even in depression with depression in general, your body and your brain slows down the amount of input of energy that it puts out, which causes you to be more tired, which also causes you to have difficulty thinking at a normal rate and making decisions at a normal rate that you would typically see in your normal your normal day-to-day life. Um, so over time, that kind of slow grind just wears you down um, of feelings of worthlessness or just you know, no interest or feelings of pleasure in things. Um, And it can trigger planning or attempting suicide. Um, And like we talked about a suicide last week, you can see suicidal ideations in mania, but you're typically going to see them more so with bipolar disorder when when people are suicidal or when they're doing their depressive phases. Um. Signs and symptoms of bipolar 1 or 2 diagnosis uh, disorders may include other features such as anxious distress, uh, melancholy, psychosis, and some other things. Um, Symptoms can be seen as either mixed or rapid cycling, which I've seen that in inpatient settings where... um, the amount of time between your episodes is significantly shorter and it's like whoo it is like literally the the emotional roller coaster that vivian green talks about in the song um it is up and down and it is it is crazy bipolar symptoms may also occur during pregnancy and can change with seasons so symptoms that you can see in children and teenagers with bipolar disorder um it is it's a lot harder to identify and diagnose bipolar in kids, um, especially because with the amount of trauma and stress that kids go through, um, it's kind of hard to really get a distinct feel on the diagnosis. So children and teens may have distinct depressive or manic or hypomanic episodes, but the pattern can vary from adults with bipolar disorder. Um, and moods can rapidly shift during episodes. Some children have periods without mood symptoms between episodes. Um, the most most profound and significant signs of bipolar disorder in children and teenagers include severe mood swings that are different than their normal mood swings. Because, you know, teenagers are moody, but I mean, if it's like completely to the extremes, it it definitely is a major problem. So let us look at how bipolar disorder affects African-Americans. So um, it is estimated in the United States that one in five or 2.3 million Americans have bipolar disorder. And following a a consistent trend due to a bunch of different factors that we talked about in my ADHD episode, such as... um, historical structural racism and other boundaries that have denied people of color color 
and black people in particular, adequate health care, African-Americans are less likely to receive a diagnosis and treatment for bipolar disorder. Um, Let's see. The article here I'm reading from Black America Web, which I think is like Tom Jordan is associated with, but um, one in five people who have bipolar disorder will commit suicide. Um, and when we talk about seeking treatment and help for bipolar disorders, when you get to the point that your symptoms are so severe that you are contemplating suicide, it's time to check yourself into the hospital. You know, if you are noticing an increase in your symptoms or your mood swings are stronger or more severe than you have been accustomed to or you feel like your medication may not be working as well, get a hold of your therapist or your psychiatrist and work at adjusting your medication. Uh, We'll talk about different ways that we treat bipolar as well um, once we get to towards the end. Um, So, yeah. Factors that contribute to black people not being diagnosed for bipolar disorder and other mental illnesses, just like we talked about, um, I believe, um, a couple episodes ago when we talked about ADHD, um, a mistrust of trust of healthcare professionals um, based upon historically higher than average institutionalization of black people with mental illnesses and previous mistreatment, like the Tuskegee syphilis study, which I talked about, cultural insensitivities, um, cultural barrier between many doctors and their patients. A reliance on family and religious community rather than or in addition to mental health professionals. That's a big one, guys. You know, and that's something that I stress all the time is, you know, not just relying on the preacher or the church to adequately help you through your your mental health diagnoses is seeking out mental health treatment as well as addition to prayer and your faith. Because don't get me wrong. That is something that, especially when it comes to depression, that can be a source of comfort and a source of motivation to continue to go forward and help you combat some of your suicidal ideations is that um, religious faith that, you know, you'll be able to get through whatever struggles that you are going through and that God will see you through Um, a tendency to talk about physical problems rather than discuss mental symptoms or to mask symptoms with substance abuse or other medical conditions. And we'll talk about the substance abuse issue in a minute when we talk about other celebrities who have dealt with, other black celebrities who have dealt with bipolar disorder. Uh, Socioeconomic factors that limit health access to health care and continued misunderstanding and stigma about mental health also drives people away from seeking treatment. So how can we treat bipolar disorder so there's a few different ways that we treat bipolar disorder um from my perspective um from my part because i don't prescribe medication i focus on the therapy component so medication is the first step that we tend to treat bipolar disorder with um whether that be antidepressant meds antipsychotics or mood stabilizers like lithium or depakote um, Lexapro, um, some antidepressants, uh, um, in combination with maybe an antipsychotic or 
a move stabilizer. So you may see maybe Cymbalta and maybe Lithium. Or you may see like an antipsychotic, like say um, Respiradol or Seroquel and maybe some... Actually, you could just use Seroquel alone, I believe, with uh, bipolar disorder. Um, but any of those combinations, depending upon what works well with for you and consulting with your psychiatrist, um, what medications help alleviate your symptoms. Uh, doctors recommend one or more medications that work best. So in counseling, psychotherapy or psychoeducation to talk about symptoms, what to look out for, certain behaviors, or cognitive behavioral therapy, which will focus on a few different things where we can work on things like self-affirmations and working through um, your depressive symptoms, um, working through cognitive behavioral therapy where we kind of talk about triggers as far as for depression goes or you know past trauma that may can may add to feelings of depression or you know issues or situations or how your depression is causing you difficulty in your everyday life um we talk about and therapy uh whether that be even family therapy, we can talk with family members about psychoeducation as far as educating families about manic symptoms, what to look out for. Does your family member engage in a lot of um, risky sexual behavior? Do they spend a lot? Um, do they have trouble sleeping or do they feel like they start a bunch of projects that don't seem to make a lot of sense when they're really, 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 really hyped up? Or on the opposite side, you know, is your family member more down do they do they talk about how helpless or hopeless that they feel or do you worry about them hurting themselves do they engage in harming and those are things we can talk about in therapy as far as um treating bipolar disorder um peer support groups um group therapy um complementary care such as exercise healthy eating and stress reduction those things help to not cause more stress which can cause your symptoms to strengthen and exacerbate and cause you to start cycling again depending upon which way that your body or your thought your mind may swing um depending upon the amount of stress that you're under or the amount of you know negative things that are going on in your life that may add to negative stress you know things like yoga guided meditation relaxation prayer um exercise dieting those things all can have positive impacts on your mental well-being and can help alleviate some of your symptoms of bipolar disorder um ect which is convulsion um electroshock therapy um is not used as often but for like really 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 severe bouts of depression and suicidal thoughts it is something that can be considered and it's something i've seen used uh, when i worked in the hospital setting um now not at my hospital but um at whitfield at uh mississippi state hospital they have um the means to do electroshock therapy and that is a last resort that can be used. And it does actually alleviate a lot of symptoms for some time. 
but it's not always permanent. Um, so we talk about there are also alternative methods that can be used, um, like fish oil, um, arctic root or golden root, um, SAM, a few other things, St. John's wort. Um, and then, of course, we talked about common techniques, which can help with some of your uh, stress that can add to your symptoms. So we look at black celebrities that are battling bipolar disorder. And we talk about we've talked about Jennifer Lewis in a couple a couple times um, here in the episode. But there's somebody who constantly is making the rounds. And every time he does something. Every armchair psychologist comes out and talks about whatever he's going through. And yes, it is Kanye West. Now, I am a mental health professional, and I tend to not necessarily get into the conversation about him. But yeah, he has bipolar disorder. It's kind of obvious, especially the grandiosity when it comes to Kanye. And the moment I knew it was like blatantly obvious with Kanye was listening to uh, The Life of Pablo. And I believe it was No More Parties in L.A. where he talked about being off, like getting off his Lexapro. And I was like, oh, so he takes Lexapro. Huh. That's something to know. But especially when you think about his behavior, especially in the last few years since his mom passed away. Um, now, we saw some of the grandiose behavior early on in his career, whether that be, you know, Maybe Jesus walks, and as, as great of a song it is, there's some level of grandiosity. And I believe, I think the video, I think if I remember it correctly, but the whole Taylor Swift thing where he's just absolutely down an entire bottle of Hennessy, like, um, that's not exactly something you should be doing. Um, the just self importance that he's always kind of had, and in the last few years, it seemed like it has gotten worse. Um, and Definitely where you can see it is in the up and down kind of yo-yo and performance in his music. Uh, me and Wu talked about this the other day where with when you get into like when you have like manic phases like that, it's like every idea seems like a really good idea until you realize it's really not. When you go back and listen to it after you've come down out of that manic phase and that idea that you thought was like a really, 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 really great idea because you were just super hyped up wasn't near as good of an idea as you really thought it was um and we look at uh yeezus and we look at kind of the up and down performance of the life of pablo even though it's a good album but it's not near as cohesive as his early albums with like like registration and college dropout or even albums like um and heartbreaks and even uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy are more cohesive sounding albums than the life of Pablo, but the last album after that, I ain't even touched that. Just mm-mm. nope, I was good. I was good. I'm pretty certain I'm good on the Sunday service thing too. Um, but we look at you know the grandiosity. We look at the poor decision making, especially we talk about the thing with Trump. I can't say for sure that that's really mental illness, but it certainly is not exactly the best decision that you possibly make for certain. Um. But we look at celebrities that are living with bipolar disorder. Um, the article, this article I have from Black America. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not Black America. Uh, Black uh, Atlanta Black Star. Uh, it mentions Charles Haley, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, who 
said that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder during his football career. And um, it took him a while to actually get diagnosed. He was diagnosed in 2003. Um, but he's now coming to terms with his mental health uh, diagnosis. Um, th- he says, quote, there's still ups and downs when I'm down. That can be pretty tough. It seems like mostly at night when I'm alone and feeling worthless. I've been through those real, I've been in those real, real dark places where I thought about killing myself. Um, it mentioned here, uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. Um, the very first person that it mentioned on here. And especially when I look at his behavior in the past few years, it makes perfect sense. Chris Brown. Diagnosed with bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder in 2014, following a string of high-profile incidents that had the potential to end his career. Um, but I'll say this, Chris Brown has not really done the best of jobs managing his behavior overall. Now, I'll say this when it comes to mental health and diagnoses, and it's something that I tell my kids. You know, because we have to kind of tell a fine line between offering people sympathy and holding them accountable for the actions that they do. So it's something that I tell my kids all the time. Your diagnosis explains what's going on to, for you. It explains what's going on. It explains why things are transpiring or why you're feeling or thinking the way that you do. It explains things, but it does not excuse or justify your behavior when it is harmful, destructive, or you mistreat people. Um, that can definitely be said for some of the erratic and violent at times behavior that Chris Brown has displayed. Um, DMX is another person who on this article cites is dealing with uh, bipolar disorder. And the thing we see with DMX is that he has constantly self-medicated. Um, with substances and of course he's had substance abuse issues for quite some time but um, he says I used to be really clear on who was what and what characteristic each personality had but I don't know at this point I'm not even sure there is a difference I am Earl when I'm with my kids I miss my children I miss my children I miss my children Um, but he has had to cancel tour days, check himself into rehab um, for his demons. And DMX has struggled for years with substance abuse and with his, you know, his his up and down kind of ride, especially since, you know, his his time in the spotlight has kind of dimmed a bit since his height in the uh, the late 90s. So Macy Gray is the one is the person who I wanted to talk about that she says that. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but um, they asked her, quote, I used to be on medication, but I'm not anymore. So if I was bipolar, I guess I'm cured. Um, I know there are a lot of people who are successful who have issues with drug use and mental disabilities. Uh, when you're insane, you say or do all kinds of shit. Hey, quotes. Uh, <laughs> And sometimes you're like, whoa, I can't believe you did that. You made a history in a delusional moment. So Macy Gray kind of has said that she's been without symptoms since her last episode 
for quite some time, which is good for her, you know. I never was a fan of that voice, but she's a talented singer. I did like her role in Idlewild because she was she was giving Andre the blues in a movie. How dare you speak badly to Andre 3000 like that? How dare you, madam? Um, now, I thought he had a different diagnosis, but another person who comes up on this list is Metal World Peace, a.k.a. Ron Artest. So when I get to borderline personality disorder, I will not be using Metal World Peace because apparently he um, has a bipolar diagnosis. Um, but I appreciate Ron Artest for being one of the first athletes I can remember, like acknowledging the fact that he receives mental health uh, services. And when the Lakers won the championship, I believe in 2012, when he shouted out his therapist, I had a hearty laugh when he did that. I was like, look at you, Ron. I appreciate you. But if you know the name Ron Artest, you know him for the Malice in the Palace in Detroit. Oh, man. That was a rip-roaring good time. He totally hit the wrong guy. And thank the Lord for the court being wet with people throwing drinks and stuff on the court. Because that one guy who came on the court that Jermaine O'Neal was going to absolutely obliterate only caught a glancing blow because Jermaine O'Neal slipped on that water right before he hit him with that haymaker all in the dome. Um, and the last person I'll cite here is a very sad story. And I remember hearing about an incident that he had, I think, when LeBron was still with Cleveland the first time around. Or it might have been when he was with Boston. But Delonte West, on September 17, 2009, while he was with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, West was pulled over during a traffic for a traffic violation while riding in his Cam-Am Spider. Um, during the stop, it was found that he had a 9mm Beretta in his waistband, a 357 Ruger Magnum, a revolver strapped to his leg, a Remington 380 shotgun, and a guitar case across his back. Uh, he was subsequently arrested and appeared in court in November. Um, he pled guilty to trafficking weapons charges and was sentenced to electronic monitoring, supervised probation, and 40 hours of community service, as well as psychological counseling. Um, also, in 2016, a photo of Delonte West was uh, where he was panhandling in Maryland um, sparked speculation that he was homeless. Uh, one Twitter account, as Twitter, uh, as a Twitter account broke the photo, suggesting that um, he was asking for followers, asking his followers to pray for West, uh, given he has issues with uh, with bipolar disorder. Um, West denied the rumor, stating that. While the photo was genuine, um, he has a home and was merely assisting someone who was homeless since the man was quadriplegic. Um, there are also reports in that incident that he had been wandering around the city barefoot in a hospital gown around the same time in 2016 as well. Um, West has stated that he's been battling bipolar disorder since childhood, finding himself in and out of children's hospitals. Um, after he began swallowing pills and uh, self-mutilating or cutting. Um, bipolar is a serious diagnosis that requires constant and significant um, medication need, uh, therapy, and will, will require, for the most part, a, for most people, a lifetime's worth of treatment. Uh, bipolar is absolutely something that people can live with as Jennifer Lewis has been opening up more and more about her 
struggle and eventually her kind of recovery with bipolar disorder and management of it um she opened up more and more about her bipolar diagnosis in her book which is called uh the the mother of black hollywood and also in her one woman show entitled bipolar bath and beyond um and she talked about her journey on an episode of oprah um as well as the article that i'll attach um in the show notes of people magazine um where she is i love how she talked she opened it up and we'll leave it we'll leave the episode with this note here where she says quote we are as sick as our secret our secrets so i'm telling everything that she talked about uh her undiagnosed bipolar and sex addiction throughout her 20s so that ladies and gentlemen is our discussion on bipolar disorder um if you have any questions comments feel free to contact me online um use the hashtag captain's couch on social media um send an email send a tweet send a a message and instant messenger um i'll try to answer as many questions as possible if you guys have any questions about bipolar disorder um so thank you so much guys for listening to the captain's couch um leave a five-star review on itunes um you can follow and listen to the podcast on itunes stitcher uh anchor.fm spotify uh, a whole bunch of other places google Podcasts. um so please leave five-star reviews um leave feedback for the show I am going to take a week break. So we hit this 10 weeks in a row. And not that I'm super tired of doing this, but I will be out of town uh, visiting north of the wall um, in the Motor City for the first time. So I figured that instead of worried about pulling up articles and getting ready to record and stuff, I will take the week off to allow myself to recharge and have some fun while I'm in Detroit. So I will see you guys in two weeks for episode 11, where we'll talk about a little bit of self-care and how we can take time out for ourselves. So thanks so much for listening to The Captain's Couch um, as I get ready to endure another long and treacherous season of mediocrity with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe we can turn it around this year. Who knows? Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Congregation, would you turn your text to the book about cast? Chapter 2, verse 1. The first one that feel me. Jump up and make a joyful noise. You've outcast it. Meaning, now you have a choice like that. You've been waiting for me.